You know, not all severance packages are alike. Yeah, no kidding. What makes a difference? Well, sometimes it comes down to the difference between employers, or other times it may be the circumstances. I call these people the lucky five. Five people getting $1.3 million in severance when David Eby became premier. Why? Well, the payout is just one part of a very nice set of circumstances for severance payments funded by the BC taxpayer. And it does come into play in this case during the transition from NDP Premier John Horgan to NDP Premier David Eby. Didn't even switch parties. The total had gained $1.3 million for just five people. Person that's written about this and some of the circumstances behind that joins us now. It's Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News. Rob, you know, uh, one has to wonder, is this uh, really all that surprising? I mean, who are these people and why are they getting this sort of severance? Well, the people are sort of senior officials in government who are appointees who were fired by uh, the incoming administration of David Eby, that transition from John Horgan to David Eby. And when you fire people, uh, you are obligated to pay them severance uh, under the rules that the province has. And we often see this when a government changes. So when the NDP took power in 2017, there was a bunch of what they thought BC Liberal kind of appointees that they let go and the payments, uh, the severance payments ended up being you know, almost $13 million for 130 some odd staffers. So we, we do see it. The issue here though is that the government didn't change. It's still the NDP. It's one NDP premier to another NDP premier. And some of these positions, um, the payouts are astronomical. And so that's kind of where the, the, you know, a pause comes from when you look at this this story is, hmm, okay, was that totally necessary and were the amounts, um, you know, quite high? Is it because there is a huge difference between a John Horgan and a David Eby? I mean, as you point out, uh, we often see this and expect it with a change in party, change in government, but this isn't that. Okay, well, there's a, there's a few things, you know, like, for example, the chief of staff is one of these five positions. Jeff Meigs, he's a former Vancouver city councillor. He was, you know, chief of staff to the premier is kind of like your top strategist, your most confidential advisor. And when the premier changes, the chief of staff always changes, always. And, you know, as, as chief of staff, you got to make a decision whether you resign with the premier who's resigning or you choose to stay on and allow yourself to get fired. And the difference is if you resign, you don't get severance. If you sit there and wait till you get fired, you do. So Jeff Meggs got $340,000 in severance. He'd been making $212,000 a year. Um, you know, I, he's legally entitled to it, and no one's disputing that. It's just more of a question at, at you know, at 71 years old, um, after doing that job with John Horgan, who chooses to retire, and John Horgan didn't get severance for retiring. Do you retire with him, or do you sit there and wait until you're fired? to collect your severance from the public. And, that, and that's what happened in that case. Um, you know, these are, these are officials that David Eby has different people in mind to do the job, the head of the government communications branch, uh, who got a $430,000 payout uh, for severance. So David Eby could replace him with someone else. Um, the head of the civil service, the deputy minister to the premier. That's another, you know, thing that 
that uh, the premier wants to put his own person in there from the last premier's person. And that person, Lori Wanamaker, she got a $590,000 severance, uh, which is huge. Um, and plus her pension, because she'd been doing that job in the civil service for a long time, 30 years, and was appointed to the BC Hydro board right afterwards, which pays, you know, 30 to 90,000, depending on the different rules there. So that's a pretty good retirement package <laughs> at the expense of taxpayers. And look, there's a, there's a formula for these things that the government uses. It's based on the, the years that you've been there. It's based on your salary before you were fired. And it's based on your future years of employability and age and things like that. So, the, <clears throat> you know, it's not like the premier set these numbers, but they are what they are. They're public funds. So is this going to be something you think that's going to kind of weigh on the government? Do they have to address it? Or is it just going to fade into the background? Yeah, I think it'll fade into the, I mean, you know, not to be cynical, uh, but I think it'll fade into the background because people have seen this before and they, uh, you know, it's Christmas and they got other things on their mind. They might be waiting at BC Children's Hospital for hours uh, because of the flu and RSV that's going around. They might be trying to make a credit card payment or dealing with a rising interest rate. You know, it looks obscene, these numbers, and um, because they are obscene, you know, <laughs> the six, almost $600,000 to sever someone out is, is an obscene amount of money. But um, it was a decision that was made and it was paid out. I think I wrote a column about this where I did highlight one particular person who looked like this is a deputy chief of staff, yeah. the premier Amber Hawken, who looked like she was retiring and sent out a note to the staff saying that she was moving on and choosing to go on to a new adventure in her life and still got severance anyway. And typically that's not the case. In this case, there was some sort of constructive labor relations dismissal thing going on involving the job and the job changing. And she just accepted the job from David Eby and then quit on or was fired on the day that he was sworn in. And so she managed to go from just changing jobs to getting uh, $189,000 in severance. And so those, that does draw a question. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure if the public funds were well used there, and I'm not sure the public funds were well used in some of those other payments uh, either. But it's a system that exists, and it's a formula that exists, and all governments have used it. And I, I know, you know, if people want to debate it, I think uh, talking about whether it should be reformed or capped or altered or certain jobs should, you know, um, have certain things that when you accept a job that you're accepting a certain level of risk. I don't know. There's, there's also a reason for it, too, and that a lot of these jobs are precarious. And sometimes that's a, it's a fair way to compensate someone when they're politically on the edge. Uh, but it's a stiff bill for taxpayers to, it sure to swallow is. at this time of year. Do they go to a human resources to ask questions about their best uh, interests in uh, in departing? And if so, do we uh, have any access under Freedom of Information to find out what those emails may have been? Something like, uh, how do I get the most money when I go to leave if I was to leave? Uh, what are the best circumstances to put it under? Yeah, well, they do have access to, to HR specialists. There's a whole government bureaucracy that that uh, talks about people and their pensions and their payouts and their salaries and their severances and so they, they for sure do i'm not sure we would get access to that there's there's privacy rules under foi involving people's you know personal information and their personal finances that we may or may not get even though it's public money um 
It's a good question, I guess. And it, it might be something someone looks into for these cases. I, I think the larger issue, though, is looking at the system and and wondering if it could be tweaked in some way. Because if this government ever changes, and it will one day, you know, yep. change, whether it's another premier or another party, taxpayers, based on the last two government changes, can expect to shell out probably upwards of $15 million in severance payments just for the change in government. Because that, the last couple have been, you know, approaching that range. And is that a good use of money? Is that the cost of doing business? Is it the cost of changing governments? I, I don't I don't know. But it's a question that, you know, some sort of independent panel or, or independent group or ex- experts might be able to approach and analyze for government. So, our, so we have a, some more clarity on whether this all makes sense. Indeed. Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News.